And welcome to 2022. And this week in the room with Garvin and George are some of our previous guests from the last few weeks. I hope you enjoy and I hope you're not too cold. In the room, 52 Jokers Wild. The fear is of not getting the next job, not getting the opportunity to have that problem. That's where you've actually overcome most of it. You're actually going, I want to be a comedian. Actually, I think you're looking, you're actually asking, in my understanding, I want hecklers. I want hecklers to heckle me on stage and I want to be able to deal with them because Mm. it's live. And that's who's going to be there if I'm failing and falling fast on, unless it's just pre-recorded. But sometimes hecklers can actually be really, really helpful. Be they, be they joking hecklers, like like uh, just having a bit yeah. of a laugh, or be they nasty hecklers. Sometimes they can actually help. Uh, most stre- you touched on a few of the words earlier on, Aidan. You said stress and anxiety and fear. See, anxiety and stress. Most of it's actually about a condition that hasn't happened yet. It's afraid of the future. What, what might go wrong? The what? It hasn't happened. Nine yes, times out of ten, if, of yeah. one, the what if. Therefore, and it's usually I haven't got on stage yet. If you're in the moment, it's whatever's going on is going on. You can't react. You're doing what you're doing. Yep. But if, if pa- yep. you can worry about the pa- you can worry about the future. And you can you can be depressed and stressed over the past and things you cannot change. There is only the now, and therefore we've got to keep on living in this moment, living the now, and do to do. Yeah. Therefore, my, that's well, where you need to be. Yeah, I agree with you completely. What? I've heard that so many times, and it's brilliant. Um, uh, the past, the past, the future hasn't happened. All we have is now. And that's yeah. Terminator, Arnold Schwarzenegger. We <laughs> the future. Ah, oh, here we go, Terminator, Terminator. Brilliant. This is really good. The future is uh, what we on make. On Friday. Yeah. <laughs> on Friday, last Friday, I had the opportunity to go and ride a Royal Enfield motorcycle and a Harley Davidson. And the thing was, I had no expectation of what was going to happen that day. I didn't even know I was going to get a chance to ride on a Harley Davidson. But my wife had said, you can't ride a bike because you'll influence our boys and they'll get killed. You can't ride a bike, you'll influence That's our pressure. boys and they'll get that killed. That is a lot of pressure to do something. Right. That's a lot of pressure. Possibly in the future, kill your family. <laughs> right. So what does my eldest son do, who's 32? He bought himself a motorbike. He learned how to ride it. He basically rebuilt it, and he's driving around Canada saying, Mom, I'm in Canada. You can't touch me. He's doing live video right. feeds on Instagram going, Hi, Mom. Yeah, he's going to go, there you oh, go, Mom. Oh, oh, I'm there. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And, of course, now Dad's kind of going, do you know what? I, I need – we're doing exactly what Garvin says. We need to leave, lead our lives and live, live, actually enjoy the moment. No, we're back to – we was, need There to was act- fear. It's back to Aiden. Fear. Aiden is here. He's an he's an, yeah. he's not a thespian. He said he's he's an actor. He might be he might be a hybrid, and you know he plays. He's got a speciality playing dead bodies, but you know and 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 parts thereof. And he wants to be a comedian. You said you're a storyteller. You're a sing. You you you're a musician, storyteller, actor, and what you're doing is you're trying to give happy times, good times of yourself and your skill set to others to bring them away from where you've been so they don't go there. So, I mean, and, and I think that's that's really the takeaway that's really happening now. I realize that your acting is, 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 is I mean, I haven't, I don't know what you have. We asked Aiden, have we seen you in anything? You know, maybe we haven't, maybe we have, but somebody has, and they got enjoyment from whatever you did. And that's your, your of a given nature and you're giving your skin to others and it, it's that, your learnings and your earnings. And then that, that's an interesting sort of way of looking at it as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And um, I'll tell you something else um, you, where you might have seen me. Um, do you remember the two men who got married to avoid tax? Yes. 
Oh, right. That's me. You're actually worldwide known, recognized. No, absolutely. We have a show with three customers, potentially. <laughs> and you've, you've gone off and conquered the world you've by You've saved accident. the show you know, as well. You know, now, <laughs> as I said, now, again, you've made a document. The weird thing is, there was a journey they couldn't write, wrote itself in real life. That, and even say, actually, I know my sister when she was a student and, and, her, and a, a friend of mine moved in. They were studying in the same place and they got, a, they got an apartment together. And the tax man immediately said, your common law husband and wife, they didn't even know each other. There was two separate bedrooms. They were going to two different colleges. And the, so there's, the weird thing is it works in their advantage going, you can't have anything from us for the social welfare otherwise because your common law husband and wife taking care of each other. So had you been woman and man in that house, they would have assumed you were common law husband and wife had you been looking for assistance, which is crazy. Now you're going, you legitimately did it and went through the documentation. It, it don't, it can't, it, because it was legitimate, it doesn't need to be consummated or this and the other. It's like, you can say what you said. It wasn't. You went through the actions. You did what I said in the day. You moved in together. You took care of each other. You signed the documents. They can't take that away from you. And therefore, even saying it out, it wasn't, the, it wasn't to avoid. The, the language that was lost in accounting language, because I'm an accountant, is evade as opposed to avoid. You weren't trying to evade inheritance tax. You were trying to avoid inheritance tax. And that was legal. Hmm. Well, that's it. If you think of it, um, people, and I've mentioned his name, Michael O'Leary, you know, he pays this, the equivalent of a normal man's uh, tax. That's it. And yet he's earning an awful lot more. You know, he's, he's a billionaire, but he's able to do that. You know, I was even afraid to get the um, uh, the carer's allowance yes. because if I had to take the carer's allowance, it would have brought Matt above a threshold. Maybe you only but he yeah. uses his medical but, card or do yeah. this he or something. The card and all his free things that he got, you know. So I didn't do that. So I didn't mind doing it. And we got great support from someone like Michal McDowell. Michael McDowell wrote a nice piece in the Irish Times to say, to supporting us, saying that we were doing nothing illegal. That's in what we were doing. Because but people are afraid. No one's going to help you. No one's going to... The, the great thing about yeah. it is you you's found yourself going on that journey and people, you said it by a joke and someone else could formalize and say, actually, that's a brilliant idea. Yeah. Yeah, there's an awful yeah. lot of people out there that are lo- just no one there to help them, nowhere to point the way they didn't really... Actually, most people I come across, you have those that take from the state and are, are no... It's generational and they know how to abuse and screw the system. There's well, others the that can't thing. even access the system. Yeah, here's the daft thing. I, I, my wife and I have been married 34 years, okay? And uh, about a year after we got married, uh, we ended up in Norwich. Uh, Trisha's a nurse, so she worked in... In, uh, she, she was allowed to have a, a room in the nurse's home. Now, I had nowhere else to go, so I had to go and stay. I stayed on the floor in the nurse's home. But we were basically told if they found out that I was there with her, she'd get kicked out, I'd get kicked out. And the only way we could get a house is if I went to the authorities and said that we were separated and getting divorced. And I'm sitting there kind of going, this is completely loopy. This is absolutely mad. We're a young couple trying to be together. And because of circumstances, we're being forced to use a nursing home or, or the nurse's home, rather, to stay in a, a single room. And if we, if we got found out being married, we'd have both been kicked out of the flipping place. It's, it just seems daft, doesn't it? You know, there's- this is the thing. If you're in, this, is, this is a problem I have with the government as well, especially with, if you're entitled to something, and you don't know you're entitled to it, the government will not give it to you unless you ask. The world is in a stir at the moment. There's, a, there's another bloody something coming down the line mm. or not. 
Does that make a damn difference? Amicron. Are you going COVID bubble? It doesn't matter. We're creating the bubble. And in that bubble, there's the bubble boys are going to be in a band. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously, it's a factor that you have to consider, take into. Yep. Uh, what the, the lockdown did for me, because I'm, I'm always so busy with everything, was it, it made me finish that script, you know? So that was a positive that I, I took out of it. Um, yeah, it's kind of a, a wait and see. And again, when you're talking about budget in March, you know, if it's if it's full on COVID implications, that's serious money, you know? Um, especially because yeah. we've quite we quite a big cast, you know? Even though a lot of them are day players or whatever, there's, there's a lot of people to negotiate there and, uh, even when you're talking about putting them up in the in hotels if they're traveling and stuff like that. So that definitely, I, I suppose that falls under the contingency plan, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that, is that yeah. 10% for yeah. 50% contingency? Yeah, I like that now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So <laughs> yeah. again, it's, actually, there's the accountancy. You're going, it's like you're talking it again, scenario analysis. I've got scenario one, this happens, scenario two. We've, we're working between the maxes and mins, but it's not, it's just the flavors changing. It's not, the core is not changing. It's just, you don't need crowd scenes. You go, you can fill that in afterwards. You can up, you up on the stage, green screen, chuck something else in. You can fill it in in a year's time. It, it's, can I you use that? Unreal Engine for that? Unreal bit. Engine, even better. So it's it's actually what the language we like talking about before is the Pareto principle, the 80 20 rule. You're going, no, we're going, we're going to go 80 20. We, we won't worry about the 20%. We're going to get 80% of the value and 20% of the time. We're going, you know, then we can, you know, once we've started the process, you're, you're then able to, you know, further package on afterwards. It's, yeah. it's, you've got the core. So, yeah. I mean, I think you already, you've got the story. You've got enough money to get it going. Yeah. You don't well, need I, to have crowd scenes of thousands. And that's, that's it. like, in my opinion, that's indie filmmaking, independent filmmaking. Yeah. And and sometimes, you know, I, I be on sets and I just see the money wasted, you know, oh, where yeah. it, it's, it's never very logical, you know, to me anyway. And then when you're thinking in the indie realms, as you said, there's so much cheating. If you're just clever yeah. about it, what you can yeah. use and, you know. You've got to be a gorilla, mate. That's it. You go gorilla Absolutely. marketing, gorilla indie. You go, it's, you, you know, actually, you turn up with someone else's gig and you just start plane yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was we were talking to a, a, a sound guy that was working on all the big features for marvel and all that kind of stuff and when he started telling the stories of the problems they're having i'm kind of going that happens on our sets that's it's, it's, it doesn't matter how big you get the the, the same problems same arise problem. that is you know and you kind of go well if you if, if it happens in the same you know for the small things yeah. why not just keep on getting on and doing it and just yeah. turn it out and just do it you know that's 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 the thing it's no gonna... well interesting george you remind me of siraj now he's the director of the indian film festival he was one of our first guests on the film business yeah. podcast show part and he was saying he was in the, the film i think it's uh up there in in wicklow there earlier in the year and it was he said he had three two or three change outs of these costumes you know yeah. and he I says know. they never left the rapper you're going, they were a couple of grand a piece. Three of them, yeah. And you're going, three yeah. change outs. And that, you're going, that's just him as a bit part. So yeah. you can imagine the way, there is ways. Now, the, I like the language of green film and sustainability that's coming down the track as well. So indie film is nearly that way stealth. You're going, you're, in, you're sustainable. Well, so you bring your own Paul, lunch. You, bring, you just now mentioned this. <laughs> so Vincent yeah. DePaul is doing you, so sponsoring yeah. you for I've the- I've never you know, seen him like a, it. That's brilliant. That's a brilliant <laughs> yeah. way of working but, it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. No, when 100%. the charity thinks you need charity more than they do, it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know you're in a in a bad position. You've got three in production, or you've got two with two with something attached to it. I don't yeah. know what that is. And yeah. there's one doing something else, and there's four yeah. more following behind. And you're but you're doing the great thing is you wrote the book. 
So yeah. you got to go out there, walk the walk, talk the talk, write the book, yeah. do the, and you're doing it and you're getting stuff made. Yeah. So the great thing is you're a great example to others to go, I started here, I'm doing a bit of this, it's working yeah. for me, it might work for you. Yeah. There's a there's a process. And that's what and most of what we were learning from the last number of writers we're, we're, we're talking to is they've got to take themselves, we're using this language out of the drawer. There might be a great script, yeah. but they've got to start hustling it. So you've now got a great book title. I don't need any more. I don't even need to read the bloody book because all you've got to do is apply that, yeah. that mindset to it and go out there and do a Paul Newman. Do some hustling. Yeah, Get it made. Exactly. Um, and I think <laughs> Stephen is the best example for that. I mean, he has, he is just, he burst out the gate this year and just exactly did that. Just started hustling. He just finished production on another short this weekend. Um, he's worked with some of the best cinematographers in the country. He's absolutely amazing. And I think people like Stephen, people like CJ, I mean, CJ is a legend. You know, he's an absolute legend in the- Never in the- heard of him, never heard of him. No, never no, heard sorry, of him. sorry. <laughs> Everybody and her mother's writing a book these days. I think George yeah. is I, 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 about no, 20 years ago and another one about 12 years ago. He did a lovely review of my book, and it's just the lovely things he said about me. No, you probably know. We have a show with CJ and we don't, yeah. we're, we're traveling back and forth in time. You're probably going to go out before his. We're going to keep him. We're going to with George Sutherland at the moment. He's going to be Chris, the Christmas edition. He's Christmas. Well, yeah, he's the Christmas whoever, edition. Yeah, whenever CJ's show comes out, um, do listen. You better watch it because somebody needs to love and listen to this. <laughs> well, I'm just hyping him up. If he's on later than me, then I'm just hyping yeah. it up, him up. Um, but yeah, no. All of these people, there are a few people in the industry right now who are who I would class as up and comers. Um, players, and- that's the language we were using. Does that we told Stephen yesterday? We're going, you gotta be a player, you gotta hustle and be a player. And yeah, the up and coming <laughs> is you gotta go play the game, and that's exactly yeah. what you were saying. That is it, you- that is it. You have to be, you have to have your fingers in as many pies as you possibly can. You have to yep. be on as many steps as you possibly can. You have to um, talk to as many people as you possibly can. Um, and that's the only way, because this industry is very, um, very tight knit, I think. Because we're, you know, we're a tiny little island nation. Like, you know, there isn't that many people. But we got big gobs. I mean, we, we pack punch beyond our weight. You know, that's, that's the whole point. Yeah, yeah, but the one the thing world. about the Irish again, let's go back to the Irish again, because I think it's it, no matter where I went since I've been living in Ireland, everybody seemed to know who I was. And I'd go, and th- that was one of the great things about here compared to, to England. In England, I worked in Norwich for a short period of time. I'd work somebody which would be the distance of this far apart as in the edit suite. And they would cross me that distance in Norwich. And I'd say, oh, hi, how's it going? And they would totally blank me. In Ireland, in Belfast, no matter when, They'd be about half a mile down there. George, yeah, okay. Are you on the right side of town? Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, hang on. I'll come over to you. Just make sure you're all right. You're right. Okay, yeah, yeah I'm fine. I'm fine. No, and then the next thing, was, somebody else to do the same thing. What's <laughs> reminding me, I think what it is, is we're, we try, we're, we're not trying. I think, I think in general, we are a nation of givers. Yes. We give, we like to give, we get a yeah. lot from yeah. giving. And, yeah. and it does, we do play that game of, you know, pay it forward very, very well. And, you know, and we're hoping like even this, like you're giving of your time and it's helping us. And we don't know, if, if, even if it's only an hour and we get a new relationship out of it and there's an audience yeah, of one. Absolutely. That's the only one that matters in our book because 
you, you make that next connection, it opens up another door. Yeah. We've had three guests in, in, in so many days, and they're all circling. It's like circling the bloody wagons. They're going, yeah. it's hold on a second. CJ referred in Stephen, who I spoke to two years ago, and, and then it just closed the loop. So yeah. it, it's brilliant. And, because yeah, and I know both of them pretty well. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> ah, we're on the, so, yeah. we're on the now, right track here. Now we're, so it tells sense to us because what's happening is it's there. Okay, there, there, there's three of you might be writer producers, but we've talked to producer actors and they came mm. swinging back around. And turns out if you join the dots, it's just indie production for the moment in Ireland. Yeah. And that yeah. group is very, very focused with a bunch of players that are all vibrating about to break out. With mm-hmm. their because their talent is there, yeah. they yeah. just need the audience. I'm reminded of the first time we didn't meet, you know. So it was <laughs> like two years ago, and we touched base on LinkedIn, Facebook. We were history is finding a way. Like, this what's happening is serendipity in the universe, or God in George's yeah. case, is yeah. bringing things full circle. So yeah. we got to meet now, but we didn't meet then, and we could have had a Costa coffee then, and we don't get to have one now, yeah. But, but back then, it was what was the name of the screen? Our screenwriters are what's uh, the name of the group? Uh, I think back then, when we were talking, it was Dublin Screenwriters, now it's Screamers Ireland, right? Screenwriters right. Ireland, what the hell is that about? What happens in there? <laughs> so basically, I set Screenwriters Ireland up about I think it's I think it's over three years ago now, and it was when I was going through a bad stage because I'd had years of just writing and nothing was happening, as a lot of writers know, is the way it goes. And I thought there's no groups in Ireland that I can find that help writers, that writers can come to and we can all talk about writing, screenwriting specifically, and we can all share our scripts and give advice and have guests. And I was like, there's, I can't find anything that does that. So I was like, okay, I know. I was going through a bad time. I was, I was a really anxious person back then. I was like, good way to overcome my anxiety. Let's get 30 people all together that I have to talk to at a big table. Go back a sentence here. How, how <laughs> to right. overcome my anxiety. Exactly. Let's yeah. get 30 yeah. people and yeah. put myself up. But no, yeah. that's, I'd have the opposite effect on me. That would. <laughs> Actually, Garvin, what that demonstrates is he uh, has been listening to our shows every single week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Avidly, because he uh-huh. wouldn't have learned that. You know, <laughs> <See? isn't> <laughs> maybe, maybe not 30, but there was at least yeah. 20, 20 something, which was good for me because back then I could barely talk to one person. So I like, I remember just from then on, then we just, uh, everyone just seemed to love it. We just had people just who, who didn't even know the screen and wanted to learn about it. And all of us were sharing scripts with each other, giving feedback to each other. We ended up having guests in what was like John Connors and Emma Kirwan and Terry McMahon, all these like legends of film in Ireland, like, you know, yeah. and uh, it just, it just was brilliant. And since then, uh, we've just changed the Screenwriters Ireland because I felt like Screenwriters Dublin. Yeah, you're a bit dark. Yeah, and I mean, we have get, we have people in the group from all over the world now, like, and because we do it over oh, Zoom, wow. we can have guests on it because uh, obviously we can't do it in person because our old location is like, we can't do it in there anymore. Uh, yeah. Because it's over Zoom now, we can have guests on it that we could never have on it before that were never available to come in person. Uh, like we had this guy Christopher Lockhart from he's like this huge story editor in America he's worked with some of the biggest actors in Hollywood we had him on uh, over Zoom we never would have got him in person like ever did you take him off mute now I mean, like, it's like, I <laughs> yes. normally have George on mute <laughs> yeah. he didn't know he was, didn't know he was on he was just a little head in the corner looking around yeah, going, just talking about where's, that, he, yeah. where's the on button yeah. you know, 
Uh, did you do those live? Were they live shows or did you record them? Or no, what? they were they were live and, and then I recorded them and put them into the group so anyone who didn't go could see it yeah. then. Uh, but like I didn't really know with Christopher Lockhart who he actually was. Uh, it sounds terrible, but I kind of... You've done uh, as much research as we do. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's how our exactly shows go. Exactly. It's better not yeah. to know who they are. <laughs> and it sounds terrible. It sounds terrible. Yeah. And afterwards, uh, the guys were like to me, like I obviously threw out when he was talking about things like you know he was talking about oh I was talking to Denzel's agent I was like holy fuck I was like who is this guy like you know and afterwards the guys uh, at the meeting from the group were saying to me how did you get him Steve and I was like well I just sent him a message I googled him. him yeah I think I ended up uh, I was in his group the inside pitch for log lines but I, I hadn't done any research on him and I was like he runs a group. He seems like he knows his stuff. Let's have him on. And they were like, how'd you get him? I was like, I just sent him a message. And he said, oh yeah, I love Ireland. Yeah, no problem. I'll come on anytime. And, I, and they were like, what? It's like, yeah, that's, I just sent He didn't mention like, that yeah. there's only 18 members. He said, there's Ireland, you say. I heard, of, I heard of Ireland. And this is yeah. a national group. Brilliant. I'll yeah, come on yeah. as a guest. You know, 16 years ago or so, we basically set up a little company. We got the insurance and that gave us the freedom to go out there and do stuff. Because even if you're teaching filmmaking, one of the problems that we had with trying to teach students was the fact that if you needed to make sure the insurance was there for when they went out and if the lecturer couldn't be with them, who was there guiding them through the process? Because we had some lads going off and thinking they could jump off wall, off buildings and all sorts of things. We're kind of going, you miss fall and break your leg. Who's going to get sued and who's going to pay for that bill? Actually, George, I just two words. You, I just heard it in that sentence and I, yeah. I was mad. It's the first time I've actually heard it and perceived it in that way. My God, you were listening. I know, it's terrible. And (laughs) it's weird, as an accountant, insurance is freedom. That is a weird statement. I was going, risk, compliance, regulatory, cost. No, insurance is freedom. And if you perceive it that way, it allows you to go off and do the value. If you do the risk and compliance and all the rest of that, the admin is to bring that figure down to make that yeah. freedom more, you know, and that, so you got that's, your that's insurance. We were, yeah, we, I mean, I mean, one of the other things that we were st- constantly doing was risk assessment and uh, everybody's kind of, like, oh, why you have to do risk assessment? And we kind of went, well, actually, if we've done the risk assessment, again, we've got a certain amount of freedom because we've done that bit of compliance and all of a sudden we could start to structure our films and, and that helped as well. So some of these things that you think are going to be constraints end up being liberating you know, techniques for you. And quite often I found that with the films that we've made is that when it's, it's really funny that you never have any money when you're making a movie <laughs> and it's almost as though it's a test to see if you can actually get that done. And we always did because we'd set up enough procedures to make sure that those films could actually be achieved and i think that's that's a key part of actually producing something is right is Jerry, that what you found yeah, your got your freedom yeah. exactly you yeah, got well, your freedom yeah. you paid your insurance what did you do well yeah well in my case what we did was i set up another little entity called son of a gun Films. so oh, basically crazy. when we uh, as in you know I'm a son of a big gun, actually so um a skill that i have i i can kind of organize events this is a you know, other things have done along in my life, um, which it won't go into now because it's, it's going to go off on a complete mad tangent. We're not going to let you, don't worry. No, that's okay. <laughs> but anyway, um, so, you know, that, that that is a skill that I have. So I can get people who are writers but wouldn't have the wherewithal themselves to even attempt to assemble a crew of people and it's a script worth making. I might have a director. That's what they want to do. They don't want to, you know, um, have to ring up somebody to 
get a location, I'm always thinking, okay, well, where could we get for free that looks really good that would make this thing pop? You know, not just trying to do something. You are a producer, lion manager, yeah. production, location yeah. specialist. The guy, you are the list again to end. The strange thing is you, are, you, you think you're an actor. No, that's allowed you in. You can perform. <laughs> you have a little bit of the ego there. I want to be seen. I want to be on the front. I want to be in front of the camera on the stage. But you're, everything I've heard since the beginning of the show is your skill set from whatever you did before. Well, it's the project we, management, production yeah. to get stuff made. You, you, Take you were talking about being, uh, you're talking about um, the writers and not knowing, and then you were talking about the location side of things and going off and finding it. Did you ever struggle with writers who basically were so precious with what the locations would be? Or how would you encourage them to think about a location that they hadn't had in mind, but you saw could actually make that film pop? Um, well, I suppose the, 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 the few writers that I knew that I dealt with were flexible. But I think sometimes, you know, I would get I've probably made about 40 short films as in. Sorry, I've been in about 40 short films. So um, some of them never seen the light of day. 30 plus probably have, but I've also got lots of scripts, say from students or even not even particularly student filmmakers, but you know, yeah. um, first time. And I, I think what it is sometimes that they have this ambition, like they're watching, you know, Netflix and Amazon prime and everything. And are the worst of all speaking, not moving away from locations is people think they can do everything CGI. Oh yeah. Well, we yeah. do this and it's all special effects. And it's like, you know, you hear that. I, I think you probably hear it more on, you know, uh, an unfunded set rather than people who are know what they're at in here. Oh, yeah, that can be fixed in post. Oh. Says, you know, Mrs. Wardrobe or, you know. Well, can I use your cannon to blast them out over there? Because... Who knows nothing about it, you know. Yeah. Uh, absolutely can't. If if the sound is shite in the very beginning, yeah. you know, you're banjoed. I, I see most people give up within two two to three years. And, and it's a spectacular way they give up as well. You know, the, the rocket just goes for it. I'm going to be the biggest thing in Hollywood. They start quoting themselves. They start talking in monologues <laughs> about their own production. Like it's a, they're the main player in everyone else's life. What are you talking about yeah. me, CJ? Yeah, That's absolutely. everything I do in the last 25 <laughs> episodes. <laughs> And then they come plummeting back down, you know, because Hollywood's rejected them. And yeah. the, the problem I see is I call it the Cinderella narrative. That's what I call yeah. it. And I see this over and over again. And I see it with people in general, but I see it in the arts the most. And it's this belief that if you sing quietly while sweeping the floors and you sing with the mice and you're all meek and, and you dream about all these wonderful things happening, but you don't expect it. And that's a critical thing because it's a, a karma yes. hack. You don't expect it. Then eventually a fairy godmother is going to pop up out of nowhere, get in your carriage. <laughs> we're off to, to the palace. The prince is going to fall in love with you and you're going to be rich in the entire the entire town is going to worship your existence. And I see that with artists. They genuinely believe that if they sit there, like you say, scripts in a drawer, just I'm just a humble little artist dreaming of Hollywood, yeah. but I don't expect it. I don't feel entitled to it. They kind of like think that's a karma hack. And, it, and it's so ironic because they're just pretending to be meek and modest in the hope that they will suddenly be discovered. No, I'm going to take that yeah. little analogy there for a second, <laughs> right? Good. Because now all I can see are all these, you know, 
single glass slippers strewn about the place yeah. and not a bloody prince to be found. So actually there's only one prince for, for uh, the waiting is there's not a prince for every you know, script or every Cinderella. You're going, there's only so many pairs of glass slippers and that doesn't necessarily mean it'll fit. And the whole point is we've got Doc Martin slippers, 16 <laughs> holes, 18 holes, big feet, small feet. You're going, most of the time, that's the problem. We're going, the prince goes along to the dance with his glass slipper and the Cinderella that turns up is, is genius. There's no amount of shoehorn in this thing. It's not going to go on. <laughs> no, it's not going to go in there. No. Well, the thing is, they aren't even trying that because what they're doing is they're just waiting in the basement for the fairy godmother. And then when the go- fairy godmother doesn't show up and whisk them into Hollywood, there's a degree of resentment. Like, I've yeah. been modest. I've been meek. I've not shown any entitlement to all these things I secretly dream about. Why isn't it paid off? And it's this, it's the, it's the, it's the ego-driven modesty of the faux humble artist. It's the, it's this kind of self-destructive mindset. And the artists that succeed are the ones that do go out and push yeah. themselves and promote themselves and get in front of people, not in a tacky way, not in a pushy way, but in a in a humble way, in a, in a differently humble way. And I wish more writers and artists in general would see that. That that, that well, I, I, what I can see now is. They're, 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 going, they're not hanging around waiting for a pair of glass slippers. So a couple of them are there have gone off the rumpled sinskin and com- cobbled together, you know, a, b- a bit of bubble wrap, masking tape. They put it on the feet. They're going to the feckin' ball. Devil be cared. They're in there. There's a poor prince going to do a little bit of Strictly Come Dancing and they feckin' grab him and they, they, they take him off the stage. So the thing is, you've got to kidnap yourself a prince. You can't be waiting in the queue and yeah. Strictly Come Dancing. You've got the- to go... Exactly. Out there and 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 nearly yeah. hijack them. I've done panto once. There you go. We knew it, and it's great fun. It's <laughs> who were you? Were you a dead guard? I was a prince. Or what did you do? I was prince uh, Prince Happy of Happy Land. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. There's too much. There's too much. Oh man. I think. I think. Um, I think actually one of the problems I think is that Garvin's six foot seven or something, six, and he's, six, he's six, so six, up yeah. there, you know, that all he sees is the clouds. So you know, I'm in the I'm, clouds I'm to start a little with. bit smaller. Actually, he just told me apparently Jesus was the same height that I am, kind of thing. So he's. He's he's trying to sort of trim his legs. To we get had this down conversation earlier. Side we, earlier we, we on, touched on that other song. If Jesus was one of us, and at, at the moment, would he get on the bus? Well, would he get on the bus? <laughs> Escape from garbage. Would he have a podcast show? We said this before. He'd have to have a bloody good one, yeah. or he'd have because the same number of followers we have. He's we're all doomed. But what we were touching on was they'd done a three D print from the Turin Shroud. And, and using all the physics and maths of today, and it turns out Jesus is five foot eleven. Now, the average height at that time when he was meant to be around was five foot four or five. So Jesus was not only godlike, he was a bit lanky. So if Jesus was lanky and one of us, would he have a podcast show? Would he- I swear to God, if he had a podcast show, it would be probably the most listened to. Even if you're an atheist, people would listen to it. Oh, absolutely. The great thing about Jesus' podcast. We're going to be talking about carpentry. You know what I mean? And, and like, you know, <laughs> oh, distillery, no. chipping, returning. Um, How is he going to compete with Joe Rogan? 
Well, Joe Rogan would have him on the show straight away, and that would be it. He'd be blasted out the water there, you know. But would he be blaspheming? You know, we'd have to be, can't be sort of all PC now to get these audiences up to date. Yeah, what, if, what if Jesus uh, said, Joe Rogan, I'll be on your show, or I'll be on uh, Garvin and George's show, but on one condition, you can ask me anything you want, but just don't curse. Well, you pay peanuts and you get monkeys, so it depends on my budget, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, I thought that was elephants. <laughs> no. no, 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 that's, yeah, that's I, it, that's it. No, actually, there's a nice lead-in, because if we're 52 Jokers Wild, the, the show is in the room, the employed word is the elephant, the elephant. elephant in the room, you're bringing in an elephant into the room. What's your elephant? What colour is your elephant? What's your elephant that's in the room? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's... It's just, I suppose my my whole thing is tenacity, you know, and just always kind of feeling like coming from the outside, whether that's true or not. And I always feel like I have a point to prove. And I, I love, I love the people who have said no to this project. I fucking love it because that's me going, ha you said, wait, wait, Lucy, you've oh, no oh, you're idea. a told you so personality. Yeah, yeah like, that's it. I, I, <laughs> I definitely am, you know. And I mean, I was told in an acting college that, some people shouldn't write their own scripts. You know, that was a, a note that was given. And again, you know, That's when you go... a red flag to you, is it? <laughs> it's really... I was like, so you, you take these elements and you just go, okay, yeah, I am that kind of person where it's like, right, I'll show you. So tenacity, I suppose, will be my thing. And uh, when you have such like a clear vision of it, and it's very hard, I find it very hard actually to verbalize my vision. And uh, sometimes, you know, Jesus, we'd be in trouble if you could have to verbalize the pecker. You, know, you, you didn't just kiss the Barney Stone. You made love to the damn thing like me. You're going, we, you're not shy of a few words. You're not lost for the, for the lingo. You No, yeah. But like, I just, I don't know. I, I'm very visual and I, I, I know exactly. I'm very confident in exactly how the script and how it's going to play out. Yeah. At the same yeah. time, being open to suggestions and ideas. I'm not a dictatorship on it. But yeah, sometimes I do find it hard to, to verbalize it. And I, I feel like I need to go and show show people, you know? And that's why, like I said, people will talk and talk and talk and talk about things. And I'm just like, no, life's too short. Get out there and that's it. show and tell. That's it. Show and tell. Show and tell. Yeah, I like that. I think it's, it's, it's absolutely fabulous. And do even better. <laughs> now, there's another very interesting topic. Even uh, because all the aliens are always humanoid because, you know, it's yeah. right. That's it. Um, but say, say Star Trek, for example. The, the Vulcans, they are, they represent all of these different alien races tend to represent different um, kind of character traits that stem from humanity because humanity is mm. all we know. Um, and it's really, really always interesting to see what we choose to idealize. So so in Star Trek, for example, our, our kind of lower urges, the Klingons, they would be, you know, violent and always prone to war, whereas the Vulcans would be portrayed as, as you know, the intelligent and non-emotional and our higher kind of self. Mm. Um, and that is so, where so much of the conflict and really, really interesting conflict can be built from. The but idea stemmed from, it was stemmed from the, the divide between the Spartans and the Athenians in, in ancient yes. Greek culture. Mm. So, you know, and the, there's so much that is why I, I would never dare in a million years to knock sci-fi or any genre of any of any kind, because all of them have mm. really, really deep roots in, in deeply embedded human um, kind of cultures and that have grown. Well, I, lo I love the fact that you're talking about some of the kind of the, the philosophical stuff and the, the Asian sort of myths and all those kind of things. How much how much in in the in preparation for writing do you think a writer should what do you think they should start to explore to 
to improve upon their writing. I know Gavin doesn't like us talking about this, but my premise is that basically, if you can't, you write two are under really some good, bloody illusion that this is an indie no, 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 podcast. No, I, but this I, is a poem in my side. Yeah, no, but this is still important <laughs> because it's still about it's the genesis of language. It's the genesis of understanding mm. our psychology. It's it's understanding yeah. us why people want to go to the pictures to actually yeah. watch something like this, yeah. which will then generate money, which will actually pay for the production in the first place. So yeah. there is a basis behind having this understanding. And it yes. is a massive part of the movie because if yeah. you don't get that right, it doesn't matter how much money you raise and throw in it, it will still not work if part of that story back. is, is yeah. weak. Do you know what I mean? I think that's the important part. I think as a writer, uh, if you're not interested and curious um, in everything, in every single story yeah. that's ever been told, um, then you're going to fall flat eventually. And I think that a lot of writers think, oh, I'm going to write my one thing and, and that's what that is going to be my thing. Yeah. And I will write yeah. it and nothing else will ever you know, penetrate my consciousness. Chances are you're not going to write uh, uh, great stuff. Um, so, yeah. so the the more curious you are about, uh, the more curious you are about educating yourself, and that doesn't, you know, that doesn't go into academic education. It, it just means being curious about the world and, and listening and and trying to explore different perspectives. And it, as a screenwriter, especially, um, you need to understand human nature because you need to be yeah. able to create characters and give them voices. That's what we do in screenwriting. Yeah. That is what you do: yeah. you create characters and then you give them distinct voices. And if you are not able to give those distinct voices to your distinct characters they will always fall flat and the story yeah. will always fall yeah. flat and it will always sound amateurish we've basically worked out for every three minutes of film it's around about five thousand pounds all the all mm. the bits and pieces that go into it so that's you know it's every three yeah. minute film that you've made or three minutes parts of like your 10 minute yeah. film is fifteen thousand. Mm. so you've yeah. already spent on your show if it's 20 if it's half an hour you, mm. You've spent what you're 150, uh, 150 grand of effort in, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's it doesn't it matter if it's any good. Yeah. I don't, yeah. This is not yeah. about it being good, yeah. No, I mean, had it ha did if it had to get its money back, had you paid it, you're going it's seven cents of paying view as something out there. Yeah. You need a million paying customers of seven cents of something on a Netflix share profit mm. share to give you that money back, yeah. Was it that good? It's kind of like we had uh, another thing Christopher Lockhart said when we had him on was uh, all the different components that writers don't realize to get in the script out there. It's not just yeah. as easy as saying to someone, yes. I have a great script. It's how important your logline is. Like he was saying that he gets hundreds of scripts a day from people. And he said, like, if I, he said, I'm so busy, I would never have the time. And he was like, if I'm going to take the time to even read one of those scripts well, on, a day, yeah. Yeah, yeah. on a day when I could be spending off with my family, better be good. Well, I mean, firstly, I want to say that I I, I don't want to, to to strike any fear into writers who are vulnerable and struggling, and you know, who are really on their last. That's my job, CJ. You do yeah. the rest. <laughs> um, and 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 script revolution will always be safe harbor, regardless of where you are, and 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 you know how much you want to put in beyond writing itself. And if you do want to just write and that's what you need and that's your therapy, Script Revolution at least gives you that baseline of somewhere you can put a script and just get on with your writing. And there will always be a chance. And it, it does happen that people get found that way. However, if you want to maximize your odds and that you have energy there beyond just writing and you're, you're pacing around your room or your house thinking, what can I do? And you've queried and you've reached out and you've tried to network and none of it is really resulting in anything, then I encourage anyone in that position, if you already have your craft pretty much mastered, to just start thinking like a producer, start thinking about 
marketing that script, building that package, building that pitch, building that proof of concept um, and, and marketing yourself and your voice and who you are as well and pushing that out. And Script Revolution will give you some, some benefits from that. It will try and put you towards the top of lists or you will get featured. But just in general, getting yourself out there rapidly and exponentially increases the chances someone's going to come back. You have to meet the universe halfway when it comes to your expectations. And you cannot expect anything to happen if you lock yourself in a dark room. It's not just about keeping the script in the drawer. It's about keeping yourself in the drawer. Mm. And there is no Oscar for remaining humble. There is no business plan in the world which takes a company and puts it in a cupboard and hides it away in hopes that the world comes and finds it. So, I mean, be proud of yourself, be proud of your voice and get out there. And it doesn't have to be arrogant. It doesn't have to be tacky. <clears throat> Do it in a classy way. And I think the, the more flexible, especially as a writer, the more flexible you are. If you can write a 200 million uh, budget historical epic, and right well, there's an interesting i'm gonna be cheeky and go where are you at in your career path based on being a commissioned writer that are you getting paid the day rate you want based on where you're not writing for the 100 million epic you know no. that's what you're saying but you, you have plenty of little you get work and you can get on yeah. a regular basis and be paid now at the yeah. same time you're going what was the a are you close to your a game one where they've come and actually given you exactly what you wanted and no. you got beyond the living but i won't i won't be i don't think i'll ever be there because as soon as i've reached ah, that level i'm one thing i am for the next level but no i make i make like i said most of my money comes from the states um for script doctoring and script editing that's right. just where the money yeah. is that's yeah. just that's where your the money baseline. Spec that's script your, is yeah. not yeah. spec scripts yeah. aren't going to get you anywhere not in this yeah. country to be honest, uh, this is the second podcast I've been on. I've one more coming up next week, and for some reason, in the last while, I've been asked to come on podcasts, and it's just something different. And again, like I come back to about life, doing what you can, why you, you enjoy it to the best as you can, but variety. And you guys are great. This is this is this is variety. <laughs> A simple parting gift is that if you're going to do something. Ask yourself, are you being kind? You know, when you're going to talk to people or you have to answer a phone or you have to go into a shop and you have to do something, when you're dealing with a person, am I going to be kind? And kindness is the simplest thing to do. If you give with kindness, and even when you're giving or not giving, or if you're just going in to talk to somebody in a shop, go in with a bit of kindness in your heart. Try and just go in, have that kind of kind, you know, Kindness is, is probably the most important thing that we give because we, if we, in our minds and if in our hearts, if we're going to living our life, just try and be kind to the person who you're talking. So don't be giving out or saying, oh, it's this, is that. Just be kind. Hope you enjoyed this video. Please subscribe and click on the bell for notifications.